boxing fans elite out there, Combat Talk Radio, we have so many freaking fights this week. It's not even the weekend. So, and the backstory is, of course, Showtime trying to wrap stuff up, and they crammed a whole crap ton of fights. I don't even know how anybody can catch all of these. So, if you do catch all of these, kudos to you, because I don't know how somebody can. I'm going to get through these, but it's going to take a while because there's a couple of notable ones that I want to make sure I give some airtime to. At the top, the biggest fight possible. Regis Prograis fighting Devin Haney at 140. Uh, this is Devin Haney's debut at 140 pounds. He vacated all 135 titles, so he's no longer undisputed at 135, doing what Crawford should have done, which is vacate the titles so that he can fight another division against a high-quality opponent in Regis Prograis. Let's not be mistaken here. Prograis is not an easy touch for Devin Haney because Prograis has not only power, but he's crafty when he wants to be. Of course, the Zaria fight, didn't tell people that he was a star and he knows he didn't show up in that damn fight. But I think he's going to show up here because he's got something to prove and he's got something to show. And uh, Prograis title, the WBC title, is on the line here. So Haney has an opportunity to win a title in another division, which would be huge. This is on zone pay-per-view. I'm sorry about that, but it is what it is. And if you're in San Francisco, it's at the Chase Center. If you want to go check it local, I'm telling you that these this is going to be a really good fight for what it is now. Haney is likely to stink out the joint. So don't be misconstrued. He's likely to stink out the joint just like he does. But I don't think he's going to have an easy time with Regis Progress. If he if he's able to walk through Regis Progress without too much trouble, you got to give Haney his flowers because I don't see he's going to be able to do that. And I'm a fan of both guys. I, I'm more a fan of Progress than Haney, but I'm a fan of both guys. And I'm just saying that Progress is solid enough as a fighter and styles make the, make the fight, right? So Haney's style... To me, the, the most that Haney could do is clinch, move, you know, duck, dodge, just like he did against Cambosis, and maybe that works for him. But I think Progress, if he's able to land a bomb, we saw what happened against Lenars with Haney. So if you get a chance to check any of the fights, this one's definitely one to watch on his own pay-per-view for sure. 12 rounds of super lightweight there. Speaking of super lightweight, another fight on that same Odakar. 12 rounds of super lightweight action. Liam Paro fighting Montana Love, another solid quality fight. Love. Unfortunately, he has that DQ loss very most recently. That was his first loss, and that was a that was a weird that was a weird outcome. And I I'm I like Montana Love as a fighter, and I, I felt bad for him with that. So hopefully now he can rebound, get back up. And Paro is not a soft touch. Paro is a boxer skilled. They're both southpaws. Expect the headbutt at least one in this fight. Paro's coming off a win streak. He struggled a little bit in one of the fights, but he's a solid solid opponent for Montana Love. And I hope Love is able to pull this out. Not cheering for love over Pyro because I like them both, but I, I felt bad about what happened with love, and hopefully he's able to rebuild off of what happened there and get back up to the to the win column. Women's action, 12 rounds at Bantamweight, Ebony Bridges. And if you don't know the name, Ebony Bridges is the one who shows up. She's got some massive breasts, and she shows up often with lingerie in her weigh-ins and her pressers, and she's not ashamed of it. She feels like, you know, we should be able to show a little bit of sex on the on the stage. If you got it, flaunt it. If you got it, better flaunt it, let it help her get up on it. You know, that's what Ebony Bridges is. And I give her credit. And don't get it twisted. Ebony Bridges is a warrior. She'll get in there and fight. She's not about broken nails and complaining like a girl. She'll get in there and toss leather. She has no problem with her eye and face getting jacked up. She'll go to war. So I have, I have nothing but respect for her. And I think she's cool as a, as a girl too, because she's not afraid to flaunt what she's got. So I'm cheering for her naturally. And she's going against Mio Yoshida. I had never heard of Yoshida prior to this fight. Yoshida is absolutely not a knockout artist. She has no knockouts whatsoever. She has no power. I expect Bridges is going to walk right through her. Who knows? But I expect Bridges to walk right through her. 
despite Bridget's age, because she is a little bit up there. She's just quality and she's a warrior. And with her, it's that there's none of the other women in her division or anywhere close to the level of warrior that she happens to be. I think she's a, she's one of the inspirations in, in the women's division for sure. I, I don't know if it's worth watching the fight for the fight. If you're going to fight, if you're going to watch it to support Ebony, then absolutely go for that one. Undercard, same event, 10 rounds at lightweight action. Andy Cruz fighting Giovanni Strafon. I, I had heard of Strafon. I never got a chance to see him fight. And apparently he's coming off of a loss very most recently. He's been on somewhat of a decline after he had lost before. So he had lost before. He got he got a stoppage win on a rebound and then recently got just completely outboxed and he's rebounding again. My guess is, is that my guess is that Cruz, although Cruz doesn't, this is like his second fight. He hasn't had any fights hardly at all. The weird thing with Cruz, right? He hasn't had any fights at all. He debuted, I'm told he debuted like 10 years ago, something like long time. And so I don't know what's going on with this fight because it didn't make any sense that Cruz didn't have any fights whatsoever from what I could tell. So either there's some weird typo on the stats or he just been kind of sitting on the sidelines. I mean, he's just, he's getting close to 30 years old. So I'm assuming there's some kind of typo on the stats because according to the numbers, he's only had 10 total rounds of fights, even though he debuted back in 2010. So I don't know what to think on that one. I don't even want to call that fight. We're going to switch now over to the Charles Dodge city center in Pembroke pines. This is ESPN plus in the UK sky sports or excuse me, ESPN plus in the U S sky sports in the UK, 12 rounds at featherweight action. Rabizi Ramirez versus Rafael Espinosa. Great fight for what it is. Uh, Espinosa is undefeated. Rabizi Ramirez had that one loss, but he's been on a win streak ever since. This is going to be a barn burner. I expect with two guys who box smart with skill and in some cases, power Espinosa, probably a little bit more, but Rabizi Ramirez is no slouch. He'll get in there and, and tangle with the best of them. And like I said, he's been on a tear very most recently, roughly even number of rounds in the books. Ramirez is a Southpaw that'll play in, but Espinosa has the, he has the reach advantage for sure. He has a height advantage for sure. Uh, power advantage. This was a good fight to watch. And this is why I struggle with so many damn fights crammed into the week. Cause you have to kind of pick them. <laughs> but if you're going to pick one, this one's one to watch again, ESPN plus or sky sports, depending on if you're us or UK respectively, Rabizi Ramirez and Espinosa is certainly going to be something. I think that's going to be a memorable fight. The next one, I think is going to be memorable. 10 rounds at super welterweight action, same venue uh, Xander Zayas makes his return against Jorge Fortea. I had heard of Forte. I had never seen him fight. I watched a little bit of footage and wasn't really impressed with what I saw. He's coming off some losses. He got knocked out very most recently. No real power. This is one of those showcase fights for Zayas to look good against because I don't see that he has anything for Zayas. And that's not dinging on the guy because he seems like a good dude is Forte, but I don't think he has anything for Zayas. And I'm disappointed that somebody like Zayas who's been promoted like he has is being matched this way because this is a disgrace of a matchup in my personal opinion. I would rather have seen him kind of step up in not in terms of the level of rounds in the books, because obviously Forte has way more experience. I'm not talking experience step up. I'm talking skill step up. I don't see that this is a skill step up and that's where he really should be, especially if he wants to make noise at 154. He's got to be stepping up again, you know, because 154 has been somewhat hot recently a little bit. So I would like to have seen him step up a little bit better than he has. And there was a lot of other contenders out there. You could have been fighting. And I know some of them are kind of, you know, flip-flopping or whatever, like Tim Zoo, but certainly there had to be somebody better than this. I'm disappointed to see it, but it is what it is. Same event, eight rounds at super lightweight action. 
Rohan Polanco versus Keith Hunter. I, of course, know Polanco. I'd watched him a couple times fight. Really quality guy. Hunter I had never heard of. I watched some footage. Pretty good kid. He boxes pretty smart. I like what I see, but he seems like he was very inactive at, at sprints. He's not, he's not been busy like I expected him to be since he debuted. He debuted, I want to say, seven-ish years ago, sometime like that. And so he's only had like 70 rounds in the books, which I'm like, that seems kind of low. And then he only has you know, like 15, 16 wins or something or fights rather. So it seems like his activity is low for where he should be. I think he should be a little bit more than what I'm seeing. I, I can't help, but give it to Polanco. Polanco is one of those top quality guys. You want to keep your eye on. He debuted like three years ago, two and a half, three, three years ago, solid kid stoppage, uh, but he doesn't go after it. Just if it's there, he takes it quality. Keep an eye on Polanco. I think he's going to be making noise, certainly on the super lightweight division. Same event, eight rounds at super lightweight again. Uh, Delante Johnson fighting Humero Espinoza. I had heard of Espinoza. I had not heard of Johnson. I watched a couple of fights of Johnson. I, I see what they're doing with him. It's not that he's not skilled. He's clearly skilled, but I think he's one of those that's, he's one of those that at some point he's going to get clipped with something and exposed. And I, I hope not, you know, because he seems like a decent kid, but I think his style I, I think they're matching him in a way he's going to get caught, like kind of like Bumbanga. It's like, I think at some point he's going to get clipped and it's not going to look good and it's not going to end well for him. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully he's able to kind of pull it out and, and be something uh, because, you know, he's a decent youngish guy. And Espinoza is certainly somebody you can showcase against. I say that Espinoza has power in both hands. So Espinoza is not a slouch. And if anybody's going to test Johnson, it's going to be Espinosa. So if, if he's going to get clipped, you're going to see a test of that tonight on this fight. So if you do want to kind of see some up-and-comers at Super Lightweight, this is a good fight, I think, to watch. And I'm going to lean it ever slightly to Johnson, but that's assuming he doesn't make a silly mistake in this one to get clipped on the way. Same event, eight rounds at heavyweight action. If you like heavyweight, and this fight is a damn disgrace. I'm telling you straight up. Richard Torres Jr. fighting freaking Curtis freaking Harper. Curtis Harper, and if you don't remember when I say Curtis Harper, Curtis Harper is the guy when he he was about to go up against Afiga Jabba, and he literally turned around and walked out the ring when the bell rang. And he turns his, in fights, he's turned his back. Like, he is just the disgrace of a freaking, I hate the dude. I, I legit hate the dude because he's not a warrior, and I don't know why he's getting booked in these fights. And Richard Torres Jr., I wouldn't be surprised if Harper just walks out again. Like he just, Harper is a bum. He's a definition of a bum. He has no heart. He doesn't really have any skill. And I don't know why he keeps getting booked in fights. And Torres deserves better than this. Torres is a quality kid, Southpaw, quality knockout artist. It's obvious they're feeding Harper to Torres, but Torres deserves better. This is not going to showcase him any kind of good. And I hate that Torres is getting this. He's getting put in this situation. And it's almost like, you know what? Screw it. We ain't got anybody else to put in there. But like, dude, come on. Really? Come on. You can do better than this shit. Same event, 10 rounds at featherweight action. Bruce Carrington fighting Jason Sanchez. I'd never heard of Sanchez. I'm aware of Carrington and not seen him fight. Carrington's a quality kid. This is yet another mismatch. This is a blatant mismatch. Sanchez, skill-wise, is nowhere near the guy's class. Even though he has more experience, the skill's not there. And it felt like, again, this is one where we just need to showcase our guy because Carrington's undefeated. And so they had to dig somebody up in order to take this fight. Carrington, or excuse me, Sanchez is not crazy old. He's a decent young, but he's just not shown me anything. 
in my personal life. Again, disgrace of a fight. We're going to switch now to Paris, France. State Rodland, excuse me, Skate Roland, uh, Garros. Ten rounds at heavyweight action. Tony Yoka makes his return against Ryan Murray. I had, of course, I know Tony Yoka. I had not heard of Murray. I watched a couple fights. Yeah, I was somewhat impressed, but he has flaws too. Um, it seems like he's a warrior. Like, it seems like he tries. It's not like he goes in there and half-asses it. He tries. It's just, he's a level down. You know, he's like B-level, in my opinion. And then Yoka, Yoka's quality, but he loses focus. He seems like he's not able to keep mental focus in the ring, and that's costing. He says he's coming off two losses. So he's a good quality kid. It just, he loses focus. And so this is a good match. This is actually a decently matched fight, even though Mary has way more experience than Yoka does. I think it's a good match fight because of the, of where both guys are level wise on the numbers. You know, they both have roughly the same amount, you know, power knockouts, losses, the mental in the ring. It's a good test. I should say for both guys, it's hard to call that. I'm going to lean this slightly towards Mary. And I, I know I just said, you know, Mary's whatever, but it's it's just, it's about Yoka. He seems like he loses focus. I can't explain it any better than that because he actually has skill, but he just, he loses the plot when he's in that ring and coming off two back-to-back losses. How do we, how does that mess with his head? I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning Mary. I could get it Mary, but I could get it wrong. I just, I have bad feelings about Yoka in this fight. We're going to switch to Australia, the Albert Park Pullman Hotel, 10 rounds at super flyweight action. Andrew Maloney fighting Judy Flores. And Judy is a dude, by the way. I, you know, I know Maloney, of course. I've watched him for years. Good kid. Very, he's a, I like the guy as a guy. Flores, I'm aware of him. I've heard of him. I've not seen him fight. I think he mostly fights regional. And I think, I'm not sure, but I think, so this is super flyweight stuff. So I think, I think, I'm not sure that he was one because he has one, he has the one loss. And I think he was one of those where the one loss he took, it's like, you shouldn't have lost that damn fight. He didn't get knocked out. He lost by decision. And I think that's him. If I recall, because the name is clicking on me. I, I like Maloney, but Maloney's been slipping. He lost his last fight. He got knocked out in the late. So he's been slipping off. He's still quality, but he's been slipping off. And I don't know where his head's at. I'm, I'm cheering for Maloney because I think he's, Quality-wise, a better fighter, but we get, we don't know where his head's at on that one. I, I'm going to guess this is going to be a boring fight, though. Like, I don't think it's going to be action-packed. So if you're into the action-packed, I don't think it's going to do much for you, personal opinion. Now this is tomorrow and going throughout the week. So tomorrow we're switching to the U.K. and Bournemouth. 12 rounds at cruiserweight action. Chris Billum-Smith fighting Matus Mastarnik. I, I'm, I know Bill Smith, of course. He has the one loss. Otherwise, he's been pretty good overall. It seemed like he rebounded really nicely. Masternik, I'd never heard of. Watched some fights. Decent fighter, but it it seems like B-level. You know, he's not he's not way up there. I will tell you that Masternik's been busy. He has, he has more, like he's just been fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. So in terms of just staying busy and staying in there fighting, I got to give it to Masternik. And so as a result... I don't believe that Bill Smith's going to have an easy work of this one. I think that Mysterio's going to make him work for this win. He's not old as Mysterio, but when you are busy like that and you're constantly fighting, which a lot of these fighters are not, but when you're busy like that, you tend to be a hard test when you have a guy that's been largely inactive because Bill Smith is 33 years old. The dude's only got like 18 fights. And so Mysterio, he's 36 years old and he's got 40, I think 48 or some odd fights. 
It's like, it's not even close, you know? So I, I think he actually has over 50 now that I think about it. The point is Mysternik has way more fights, even though they're close in age. And that's going, I think that's going to show because it didn't seem like he took a lot of damage in those fights. It seemed like he was just, he was just staying busy. And as a result, you're, you're fresher. You're, you're better able to anticipate what's coming at you. So I'm saying that I expect Bill Smith to win, but don't be surprised if Mysternik's able to pull out some, some stunners during the fight. Also on Sunday, same event, 12 rounds at welterweight, women's action, Lauren Price fighting Sylvia Borto. I had never heard of Sylvia Borto. She's older, did not impressed when I saw some stuff. Price, this is one of those mismatch fights, by the way. And Price hasn't had a lot of fights either. So I, it's not a waste of a fight because any fight is a good fight. But this one is a mismatch I'm not even going to spend time on. Same event, 10 rounds at light heavyweight action. Ben Whitaker fighting Steven Leonetti. Dredge, uh, Whitaker, Whitaker's up and coming. He debuted, I want to say last year or some odd. Young kid, really good, stylistic fighter, power, but he's not fought anybody that was, you know, high quality yet. So I say power. He hasn't really fought anybody that would test him. And I would argue he's not busy enough for what his his uh, pro debut. Like, if he's just debuted last year, I would expect it. He's got four fights under under the belt. I would expect him to have at least six by now. And I know that's aggressive, but it's really not. Because if you think about it, if he debuts in 2022, fights three times, we're at the end of 2023, he should have fought three more times to stay, you know, to build up that creed, to build it up and build that experience, get used to the pro ranks. And I don't think he's done that. So although he's looked good against the four he fought, the four he fought, I don't think really tested him. And I, I would have expected to see him more busy than he was, is my point. So I think he's going to run right through Dredge, sorry. I think he's going to run right through him but I wished he would have been a little bit more busy than he was, is my point. Same event, 10 rounds at super welterweight action, Lee Cutler fighting Kingsley, uh, Egbenique. I I know Cutler, of course, Egbenique, I never heard of ever. I looked at the numbers. Based on the numbers, it's, it seems like it's matched decently well in terms of experience, rounds in the books, uh, number of fights, uh, age. It seems like it's matched really well. It's hard to pick this fight. I'm, I will say, just straight on the, on the base, I think it'll be a boring fight. I don't think it's going to excite anybody. Good undercard fight possibly to kind of build up to something, but I don't think it's going to excite anybody, and I don't see either one of these guys testing any of the elite at uh, super welterweight. Same event, 10 rounds at light heavyweight action. Lewis Edmondson fighting Demetrio Fadis. I had heard of Fadis. I'd never seen any fights. Edmondson I'd heard of. I don't think I've even seen any fights of the guy. I looked at the numbers only because I wanted to be fair. Since I hadn't seen fight footage, I wanted to be fair. The numbers are roughly even. Decently matched well. I wouldn't say greatly matched well. Decently matched well. Again, another fight that probably won't excite you if you do catch it. I don't even want to call that one. We're going to switch now to the White Sands Event Center, Plant City in the U.S. for 10 rounds. This is on Pro Box TV if you want to catch this one. I told you there's a lot. This is on Wednesday. 10 rounds at super lightweight action. Abedar Jean Jokumbayev versus Mohamed Mamo. I... I saw Jokumbayev. I watched him on some fight. I think it was the fight where he got stopped. I can't remember that. But I know I watched him before, and he was being hyped. He was being like eye tests and like, okay, this dude is the next level, and he's going to beat this guy and beat this guy. And then he got stopped. <laughs> and then he's on the rebuild, and his rebuild looked like nothing. And then Mamon, I, I saw him, and I wasn't impressed. I don't think it's a mismatch necessarily because both are coming off, you know, not coming off because – Jokumbayev's not off a loss, but he might as well be. So they're both coming off of a, I guess, the need to rebuild. I guess the way to say it. Roughly even number of fights in the books. 
uh, e- roughly even on the age. They're both southpaws, you know. So I don't know how to call this one. I don't think it'll be a very exciting fight for as long as it lasts. I think Chukumbaya is going to blow this guy out. That's my opinion. Not very exciting. Same event, 10 rounds at light heavyweight action. Uh, Radovaj Kalajic versus Sullivan Barrera. Sullivan Barrera is a legend in the business. Of course, he's been fighting for a long-ass time, and I'm disappointed to see that they're using him like this. I'm also more disappointed in the fact that Kalajic has roughly this, it, on the numbers, he's roughly equivalent to Sullivan Barrera. Like, Barrera's been in the business, geez, when did he debut? Like, 2010, 2009? He's been a long time, and yet, <laughs> you know, Kalajic, he has roughly the same number of fights, roughly the same number of rounds. It's like, dude, you are not, you're only 32 years old. Barrera's 40-some-odd years old, and you are roughly equivalent in the numbers. That means you aren't stepping up, dude. So, do I expect Kalajic to win? I expect it, but Barrera's crafty enough where he could shock this dude, and that's what I'm saying. You got to stay busy. You can't be half-assing it like I'm seeing off this dude. I'm, I was really disgusted to see this freaking match. So now we're going to switch to the Fantasy Springs Resort Casino in Indio. 12 rounds of Super Bantamweight action. This is DAZN again. This is on Thursday now. Jose Sanchez versus Walter Santa Baines. I never heard of either guy. Didn't see the fights. Didn't watch any footage because I didn't want to. Because when I looked at the numbers, I'm like, this is going to be a stinker. It's going to be a stinker. It's not going to impress anybody. I don't even think it's worth. This is a pad fight. It's a You're padding the undercard clearly, obviously. Same event, eight rounds at middleweight action. This is likely another pad fight. Eric Priest versus Paul Mendez. I know Priest, but I wasn't impressed with what I saw. And this is a mismatch, gross mismatch uh, on the numbers watching these two. So I didn't even, I'm like, come on, man. And then I was disgusted to see this one, but there might be fans. This is on Thursday on Fight TV. Ten rounds at heavyweight action. Kubrat Pulev fighting Andre Warzik. Listen. Pulev has a following. He's He's got a fan base, and as, as old as he is and as war-torn as he is, he's got a fan base, and the whole thing with the Asian reporter and all that was blown out of proportion. He got a bum deal, and I, I you know, but I wish he would have retired and stayed retired because I thought it was well past time. He's been passed around, and it's a shame because he was a he's a good dude. And then Warzik, Warzik's not upper level. He's never been upper level. He's never been close to upper level, and these two guys, they're not going to try to knock each other out. They might get a knockout just by accident, but they're not going to try. And I think it's going to be slow-paced and boring, a terrible fight. That's going to bring down the crowd. Obviously, they had to fill up the resume, but it's like all these fights, some of these fights, I would argue probably 80% of these fights really didn't need to be booked here. And they're just cramming stuff in before the end of the year, and that makes me sick. So now, Carib Royale Resort in Orlando, this is also on zone. So zone is stacked, by the way. Eight rounds of cruiserweight action. I don't even know if people want to count this fight. I'm going to talk about it because some people might be interested in this. Jake Paul returns against Andre August. You know, I I Jake Paul is what Jake Paul is what he is. Okay. He's what I will give him credit for one thing. He's getting in there, he's lacing up the gloves, and he is putting his life on the line, no matter what people think. He's putting his life on the line. It's just that at the end of the day, there's some guys who are gonna deal with him, like a Tommy Fury or whatever. And sometimes he's going to be able to pull it out and get a win like, you know, Anderson Silva. But he's getting in there and he's actually trying. So I can't help but respect that he's willing to lace up the gloves and get in there. Even if I don't watch his fights because I don't think much of him or his brother. As far as Andre August, Andre August has been in the business for a while. I actually think it's a numerically well matched up fight. 
you know, they're roughly equivalent in terms of number of fights, in terms of years of experience, rounds in the books. They're, they're roughly ex- equivalent. The, the problem I've got with this fight, Andre August, he has the one loss, and the one loss that he had, I he got stopped. I think he got knocked out, but he got stopped. So, to me, this is a fight to showcase Jake Paul, but Andre August should walk right through Jake Paul from a skill perspective. Andre, Andre August is way more skilled than Jake Paul. He should walk right through him. And I don't think he will, but he should. And if we don't see him walk right through Jake Paul, I'm going to co- go out and say that the fights are fucking fixed because there's just no way Andre August should struggle with Jake Paul. Jake might land a thing, but August should just walk right through him in with, with no trouble whatsoever. Period. I'm saying that. Same event, uh, 10 rounds at super middleweight women's action. Uh, friends, Sean Cruz Desern fighting Shadasia Green. This is one of those anticipated women's fights because Shadasia Green is undefeated. Desern has been a champion. Desern has been one of the top on the women's side as far as how many fights in the promotion side of things. You know, and Shadasia Green, I, I like Shadasia Green. The only issue I have with Shadasia Green is the way she's been matched. She's been matched up with people she's supposed to be. And this is one where it's finally a test for her. They're roughly equivalent in age, roughly equivalent number of fights. Uh, I would argue that Desern has more experience in terms of rounds, but I I like it. Otherwise it's a well-matched fight and it'll be a good test for green and where she's at. And I expect green to completely destroy Desern, possibly a stoppage. I expect that just from what I see. Same event, 10 rounds at super welterweight action. Ioannis Teles versus Livian Navarro. I don't know either guy, and I don't want to do him a disservice. I looked at the numbers. It looks like a mismatch on my eyes from what I can tell. I could get that wrong, but it looks like a mismatch because Teles looks like he's been matched against guys he's supposed to beat. Same thing. That's a mismatch if that's the case. I can't say it is, but that's what it looks like to me. On Friday, then, six rounds at heavyweight action. DAZN. Lorenzo Medina versus Joshua Temple. Don't know either guy. Medina's undefeated. Uh, Temple didn't really impress me in what I did see. Uh, power, but that's just about it. So I'm, I'm definitely not going to watch that one. But it's heavyweights if you want to see the heavyweight action. The last one I see on deck, which is Friday, at the Star in Sydney, Australia. 12 rounds of super bantamweight action. Sam Goodman versus Zhong Lu. I know Sam Goodman from some fight I saw some years ago. Decent kid. I like what I saw. Never heard of Zhong Lu. He's undefeated. This fight's likely going to bore you, is my guess, uh, even though it's super bantam weights. So I'm not going to do any excessive coverage. That's all we got here. And then the big talk that I want to get covered out, there's a couple of news bits, and I'll wrap up here because this has been long. There's so many damn fights. So <laughs> the return of Andre Berto fighting Robert Guerrero, that's going to happen on a future event. And no, you're not hearing things. That is truly Andre Berto and Robert Guerrero. The rematch has been booked for a future fight. As Showtime wraps up, they, they're throwing everything they can at it. So that's one of those that's happening. Of course, uh, Keith, once upon a time, Thurman's fighting Stankonia. That's going to be on the books at some point. And then Danny Garcia is trying to get a fight here soon. So we are seeing there's a lot of fights being crammed in before the end of the year, before Showtime wraps up business. And then we got to see what happens. BBC apparently signed a deal with Amazon for their video platform. And just to briefly describe what that's going to be. People thought it was going to be prime. You get the fights for free. You know better than that, dude. Come on. What's going to happen is the pay-per-view will be available for purchase whether you're a prime member or not. It is not giving you the fights just because you have prime. There may be other fights that are not pay-per-view fights on the prime side that are given. That's possible. 
But the big fights that you actually give a damn about that are PBC managed, those are going to be uh, paid. You have to pay for the fight, regardless of whether you have Prime or not. There may be a discount, I doubt it. But the point is, just like with the zone, and just like ESPN Plus, if it's a pay-per-view event, because they got to pay those millions and millions of dollars to those fighters, you will have to pay as a pay-per-view. It doesn't matter about the Prime membership. Allegedly, in the future, they're going to work to where the Prime membership gives you more value. I doubt it. What's probably going to happen is they'll raise the rate of the Prime membership, which then is going to piss people off and cause them to cancel it. Who knows? But that's our week of boxing. A lot of crap happening. Jeez, it's all kinds of nuts with the boxing business as we end an era and possibly start a new one.